There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Right, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. Hope everybody is doing well out there. My name is Josh Hello. here with uh, the one, the only Jim Price. We're going to be talking to him yep. here in uh, just a little bit. But first, see you guys in a minute. We're going to go on over to Dr. Kirk Elliott, dual PhD economist. Kirk, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Josh? Oh, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. But you know, it, it doesn't look like this country is doing too well. We have the debt deal, which uh, absolutely does not benefit Americans in one way, shape, or form. Uh, seems like McCarthy caved. We're seeing about 30-something Republicans who are going to vote against it, but that's not enough. We need way more than that. W- what are your thoughts on this debt deal? Well, man, so it, it is, I think he did cave. He absolutely caved. Because we've been hearing the the rhetoric, rhetoric and the sound bites for a few weeks now of like, Oh, we from the GOP. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna raise the debt ceiling. You crazy? That's mortgaging our future. Blah blah blah. And Biden says, well, we're not gonna negotiate at all, right? And so this goes on and on. And then Biden sort of shows his true colors and bolts to Japan for just a little bit during the middle of the negotiations because he's more concerned about the global economy than he is the domestic, right? I mean, the, this goes back to October when you know he was interviewed in the ice cream shop and he's asked, "Do you care?" that the, the U.S. dollar is in decline. Are you concerned about this? And he said, no. I'm, I'm more concerned about the uh, global economy sinking. Okay, okay. So what president, are you, you know, country are you the president, right? I mean, but, but his true colors are showing he really didn't care. Well, then, ultimately, McCarthy did cave. I mean, he caved, and not just a little bit, but a lot of it, because they raised the debt ceiling for trillion dollars mm-hmm. four trillion it's the largest debt ceiling you know increase ever so so to put it into perspective you go back to 1776 and you know when america was was born we had zero debt because we didn't have time to actually spend like drunken sailors yet so there was nothing you know it was zero so then we amassed 31 trillion dollars of debt in the last 250 years so now what they raised the debt ceiling $4 trillion. So put it into perspective. It took us 250 years to accumulate $31 trillion. They just raised it $4 trillion in a morning, right? So this is for this year. I mean, that's insanity. And all at a time when America can't afford it, we, we really can't. But here's, here's some ugly math. So I was thinking about this this morning, and you look back, all this talk of the debt, and you look at the debt ceiling, and there's a, there's a ratio that, that I look at and track. It's the debt-to-GDP ratio, right? So so these aren't good odds, right? If, if you were to go to Vegas and somebody were to say, hey, Josh, if you go to Vegas, there's a 100% chance that you're losing all of your money. Well, would you go? Think, well, <laughs> I you probably know, still would. 100%. <laughs> I'm I sorry. mean, you'd have to go just for fun. Right, because yeah. you're not going. If the odds are 100 percent chance, you're not going to you're going to lose everything. Well, why why even go? Right. So so here's here's some weird, ugly math. 
um, this debt-to-GDP ratio. That's how, how, how big is the country's debt versus their GDP? Well, throughout time, you go back 40, well, actually, you go back 60 years. In 1960, the debt-to-GDP ratio is 52.8%. 1980, it came down to 34.6%. Mm-hmm. In 2000, it was 57%. You know, so of all of the GDP that we have, the debt was 57% in 2000. Well, now, see, those were 20-year increments I'm talking about, 60, 80, and 2,000, 52, 34, and 57%. Today, it's 120.47%. It's more than doubled, right? Our debt to GDP has doubled. Well, here's the ugly math. 100% of the time throughout history, countries where their, their debt has surpassed their GDP, something dramatic changes. Their country fails. Currency fails, it's replaced, um, and this is why we're talking about a reset, right, and everything that's going to happen to our currency, because we're not just at 100, we're like 120%. And to me, as, as I look at that as an economist, it's mathematically impossible to pay that back. Why? Because gross domestic product is what? It's, it's the production of everything that we produce in this country. It's, it's our productivity. It's our income, right? It's, it's what we make. Well, when the debt surpasses that, well, man, you just hit a point of critical mass. Even with taxes, you can't pay it back. But here's, here's the issue with our, with our income. We're at a point in time, Josh, where our income federally is, is taxes. It's tax revenue. Well, we've got lowering wages in Biden's economy. So people aren't making as much, so therefore income taxes are coming down. Well, when people aren't making as much, they're going to spend less. So now unemployment's going to go up because mom-and-pop businesses and big, huge tech companies all over the world, you know, they're laying people off because people aren't spending. So you've got declining wages, lowering income tax revenues, but if they're not, if they can't afford to buy anything, sales tax revenues come down, right? So now you've got declining income tax, declining sales tax, and if people aren't working, they can't afford to buy houses, so the pricing of houses has to come down to entice people to buy so property tax revenues come down. So you hit this point where we are in society and in history, and income tax revenues, sales tax revenues, property tax revenues, all government revenue streams are coming down at a time when they just raised the debt ceiling by $4 trillion. Literally, it's mathematically impossible to pay it back at this point, which is why a correction needs to be made. Well, you know, Kirk... A correction does need to be made, and Republicans need to stand firm and say, no deal. I mean, this is atrocious. I mean, what we were hoping for was a minimum of the RAINS Act. Now, for everybody out there who doesn't know what the RAINS Act is, is basically what this would have done is cap spending for the executive branch on any increases in policy. So if uh, the ATF went out there and made a new policy, which is going to affect American citizens, they're capped at $150 million in the sense of the implementation of this policy. Basically, what it Mm -hmm. means is the RAINS Act says that any branch of the government that goes out there and changes a policy, which it'll affect American people, they have to go back to Congress for a vote. Uh, And and this is a level of oversight that we really, really wanted, as well as a methodology to save money that basically caps what the executive branch can spend without Congress to $150 million. And we didn't get it. 
And there's a lot of other things here that we didn't get, and it wasn't even negotiated. It was just dropped off. Uh, I mean, the 85,000 IRS agents, which this is what this Republican Congress ran on. They said specifically, we are going to repeal the funding for the 85,000 IRS agents. What they did is out of the $80 billion budget, they removed $1.5 billion dollars. Oh, wow, that's going to do much. And so this is just atrocious. This is exactly what I said was going to happen with the Republicans. I said, you can't trust them. They're going to do exactly what they've always done. They're going to formulate around the establishment. You know, Kirk, what what can we see as fallout for this over the next, uh, I would say, five years? Oh, my goodness. Well, what we should see is kind of a an ongoing problem of what we've already seen. Rising in inflation because they just raised the debt. They don't, it's not like this money is laying around and they can just go get it. They're going to have to print money to fund this debt ceiling because it's not coming from tax revenues like we just talked about. It's going to come from printing of money. Because So when that happens, they've got to raise interest rates to slow down the inflation that they're creating to fund all this stimulus and to fund all this debt ceiling raises and everything else. So we're going to see more inflation. We're going to see more increases in interest rates, which is going to be very detrimental to Americans right now, which are already just living at the margin. You know, they kind of make, it's a hard time making ends meet every single month. So this is what we should expect moving forward. But it gets amplified. It gets worse because now we're losing our petrodollar status. There will be more bank failures because As this persists and inflation goes up and interest rates have to go up, people already can't afford to live, so they're going to start pulling money out of the banking system to live on. Well, not. Banks don't have money right now. In fact, this is why banks are failing. Banks fail for three reasons. Number one, they're, they're investing in the wrong stuff, and so their, their portfolios come down. But it's more, even more simple than that. Withdrawals are greater than deposits. <laughs> That's why banks fail. So we're going to see more and more bank failures as as this continues to play itself out. And you know what's going to happen next year, Josh? They're going to raise the debt ceiling again. And the year after that, they're going to raise it again until they get a, a sea change in philosophy that says enough is enough. We can't keep mortgaging our future. But politicians are politicians. They, they You can't run on this campaign promise. It's like, hey, you know what? You all should vote for me because... I was I was in charge when the government shut down because we couldn't manage our finances and that we you know we had to shut down the government because we couldn't raise the debt ceiling and blah blah blah. Who would vote for somebody like that? But yeah, people always do. But this is what the platform that they're running on is: the government failed under my watch, so that's why they always raise the debt. Right. All right. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Back with the Dr. Light Show, talking to Dr. Kirk Elliott here. Well, Kirk, you know, it's interesting watching the stocks go up and down just by decisions being made or not being made by Congress and the president. It, It seems that we don't have a traditional market anymore. We don't have a market that's based upon supply and demand. We don't have a market that's based upon the uh, the wants and the needs of the retailers or growing GDP or anything of that nature. But instead, what the Federal Reserve simply is going to do and how Congress is going to react to what happens. Um, this isn't capitalism. 
No, it's not. It's <laughs> funny, <clears throat> funny that you say that because I was just thinking about this over the last couple of days, and and this is a communist fascist takeover of our lives, of our bank accounts, of our retirement, of our thoughts. Right? I mean, and so why would I say that? So, so I was watching a video just yesterday morning of Jacob Bernstein. So Jacob Bernstein is a guy that nobody ever has heard of, really. But but in February, he was nominated to be the head of the Council of Economic Advisors. Basically, he's the head of the person that's whispering into Biden's ear about economic policy, right? Well, mm-hmm. the dude's a flat-out communist. I mean, literally, you you look at what he said. So so the, the videos I was watching was his the nomination here, you know, basically being grilled by Congress back in February. Well, he, in 2014, he wrote an article called um, Dethroning the U.S. Dollar is King. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, obviously, this is the guy, I mean, put, if it weren't so serious, it would be funny and wild, but, but he's the one that's whispering into the president's ear about economic policy, and he wants the U.S. dollar to die as the world's reserve currency. So you, you look a little bit further into this guy. He, he was in President Clinton's Labor Department, and his big thing, right, his big, like, talking point and shouting point is worker power. Okay. Whenever you hear the words worker power, that's code for communism, right? I mean, labor unions and, and everything else. So this is the voice that's whispering into Biden's ear. So as I'm thinking about it, it's like, why does... Biden keep making making these big, huge, colossal blunders. I mean, why why is it that this is all happening? Well, it's not a colossal blunder in their mind. This is the way that they want it. This is what he's trying to accomplish. This is what they're trying to get done. Is and it's abysmally bad. I mean, truly, it's it's like the worst of the worst when you've got America that's based on freedom and freedom of choice and and property freedom, which is capitalism, right? When but when you have all this command and control stuff, and now they're whispering into the president's ear, nope, worker power, nope, dethrone the U.S. dollar as king, of course we're going to get the policies that we're getting because that's their goal. That is their agenda. They're not making colossal blunders in their mind. This is, they're getting done exactly what they want. So it's no wonder to me that, that you've got the raising of the debt ceiling. It's no wonder that the BRICS nations are rising up and they're getting no opposition because this is what they want. Their own appointees are saying, yeah, we wanted to throw in the dollars king. Of course there's going to be no opposition. Can you imagine the BRICS nations rising up during the Reagan years or the Trump years and saying, hey, we're going to replace you as the world's reserve currency? Those two presidents have said, nope, no, you're not, not under my watch. But this is the agenda that the current administration wants. They want the dollar to erode and be replaced by something different. And so... What does it look like when that happens? Well, well, what that looks like is no demand for our currency globally will mean we have to print our way out of it because we still have debt ceiling races, right? We still have entitlement, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, welfare. We've got all these things. Now you're going to have to have some bank bailouts, although, no, there's going to be no more bank bailouts. It's going to be bail-ins. The, the banking customer is going to have to bail out their own bank with their deposits, right? So we're, we're, it, what it looks like is a, is a world where all the assets that we thought were ours are really not ours. 
they, they can go away, and we're going to see the inflationary pressures continue to erode our wealth. And this is why we need to identify that. We need to identify these trends, act accordingly, be in the right place at the right time, the majority of the time. And we can. This is why, Josh, you and I still have a smile on our face when we're talking about the economy, because there's a solution. If you're focused on the solution, you're not going to be focused on the storm, and that will put a smile on your face, which is why I will shout it from the rooftop every time I'm on your show. I will continue to do so, even though people say, Kirk, all you talk about is silver. It's like, yeah, it's the only answer right now, in my opinion. It's, it's the best thing, and I will continue to shout it from the rooftops until no one else is listening, until we've helped the very last person, because it's that important that people get out of harm's way of what's happening right now. Right, and and with silver being an industrial metal, and it being so critical to the infrastructure of this planet in the sense of how the economies work, when the dollar does begin to decline and we have this kind of switcheroo within the economic systems, because that, that's really what they're doing, is they're setting up the global economic system for a switcheroo into CBDCs, digital currency, um, and, and blockchain. What can we expect precious metals to do? Well, absolutely go through the roof. Like, just like this morning, as we're talking, silver's up almost another 50 cents. Why? Because they're considering raising the debt, doing all the stuff. It's up to the floor for a vote. Those massive inflationary pressures will cause gold and silver to both thrive. Political chaos will cause them to thrive. Um, unsustainable debt will cause them to thrive, right? So... So we're seeing all of that. But, you know, case in point, the, the House is voting on, on the debt ceiling issue this morning, and silver's up about 50, 50 cents, because people know that this debt is going to cause even more inflation than it's unsustainable, and there's this flight for quality that starts to happen. Oi, Kirk, not a good sign, because I don't mind it, because obviously people out there who are working with you, they're, they're getting silver into the portfolio, they're getting gold into their portfolio, and they're taking care of in the sense of precious metals. They're hedging what's coming. And I think that that's critically important to people understand. You need to hedge what's coming. You need to sustain your wealth. You need to be able to preserve your wealth. You need to be getting into an appreciating asset that during this time of massive economic decline is going to have a massive increase. What are the potentials we could be looking for, for silver and gold, over the next five to ten year period? Well, you, you listen to some of the big economists, and like the, the CEO of HSBC, one of the you know, ten largest banks in, in the world. Um, I mean, they said based on supply chain disruptions, current demand, we should probably see silver at $100 an ounce over the next year. Okay, that's his words. Um, I've been saying 75 to 100 over the next 12 to 18 months for over a year now, just based on historical patterns. Uh, but you listen to people like Vic Weir, Bull Polney, you know, economists and, um, in the conservative space. Well, they're, they're seeing a much more dramatic return based on their algorithms, which is somewhere between 600 and 2,500 an ounce. Now, my brain doesn't really go that far. I, I pray and hope that I'm wrong, right? I, I hope that I'm wrong. I'm hoping it goes that far because we have a lot of investors who would just, you know, be, oh, my word, their, their joy would be uncontainable, right? But, but I'd be happy with a 300 to 400% gain over the next 12 to 18 months. That's what 75 to to $100 silver would do. But that's on the low end of the 
global economist projections. You know, even the mining industry thinks silver hit 58, and they're always ultra-conservative, right? So, so all I see is minimizing risk, maximizing return over the next 12 to 18 months. At some point, we'll lock in our profits. We'll go into gold. At some point, we might get out of gold, go back into stocks, go back into crypto, do something, right? There's always an exit. That's what every listener needs to understand. There's always an exit. We just don't know what it is until it's right in front of us. Absolutely. Man, for everybody out there, Dr. Kirk Elliott, you can find him at getgoldtoday.com, getgoldtoday.com. Give him a call, 720-605. What, what is it, 9300? 3900. 3900. I'm dyslexic this morning. 3900-720-605-3900, guys. I just went completely dyslexic on Kirk. Kirk, you know, what's coming down the road has been called for for a long time. We've been predicting what was going to happen. And, you know, people have had a long time to prepare. I know there's a lot of people out there that are still holding on to those IRAs. They got their 401ks. They're not sure what to do with them, whether they're managed or unmanaged. Um, your team can help, yes? Oh, yeah, we can help. Uh, we would love to help. This is what we do. We put a smile on people's face, get you out of, out of harm's way, be in the right place at the right time. And it's becoming increasingly important, especially with the rise. You and I have talked about this a ton, the rise of open artificial intelligence. Sam Altman, one of the creators, CEO of ChatGPT, what did he say just this morning? I think it's massive buyer's remorse because he realizes computers could take over everybody's job. He said the risk is on par with nuclear war, basically, or a massive extinction of, of people from their jobs. I mean, this is from the creator of open artificial intelligence realizes what we've created is going to be on par with a nuclear war as, as there's an extinction of jobs. I mean, this is what the creators of this technology are now saying. It's like, what have we done? What have we done? People are going to lose their jobs and they're never coming back. Wow. Dr. Kirk Elliott, much appreciated, guys. 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and fill out that form below. Kirk, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much, my friend. Have a great week. We'll talk to you here soon. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this, guys. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight Show. Here with Jim Price. Yo. Jim, how are we doing? Uh, doing great, man. Doing good. Uh, and, uh, you know, the <laughs> the idea that we are all talking about this, I had, I had a lady come up to me uh, Saturday when we were at the event there in Pigeon Forge. And, uh, you know, I, I think you were there, too. And she's like, well, what do I do? I've got silver, but do I just pay off my debt now or do I wait? Or what do I do with, you know, how do I deal with my debt? And uh, I'm like, well, you got silver and you and they have your debt. You know, they got debt. You got silver. I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm like, but what if I, what do I, if I want to pay it off? I'm like, why? Why are you like, so anyway, there's a lot of confusion out there what you should do or shouldn't do. But, you know, again, it's, it's hedging your bets against their machine. And we all know that precious metals are what in the word? Uh, it's precious metals, right? That means that we believe that they're having, they have a value and that they will continue to have value long term. Um, and so, anyway, the, she was. I, I kept trying to get to her. It's like, no, listen. If you have silver and everything crashes, whatever little debt you had, the silver is going to be so much worth so much more that that debt means even nothing to you. 
and she just couldn't quite get that. But I think there's a great, a great path there going forward in this whole thing. Yeah, I, I do. So, too. you know, and yeah. you know, silver I, I think is a, is a good hedge for your investment. You can get a lot of bang for your buck with it. Um, typically, if I'm going to buy a few thousand dollars worth of silver, I'm going to buy probably one ounce of gold or a tenth ounce of gold or a half ounce of gold, something like that. Because I always just pick up a little bit of gold with my silver. I just I just have to. But uh, you know, this week is an interesting week, Jim. You know, we kind of got started late because yesterday was our first show. Monday, everybody was off because of Memorial Day. Uh, but this week, we have the NASA UFO Task Force meeting today. They just broke for lunch. And uh, they're discussing UAPs, unidentified flying objects, and their uh, their project, Arrow, which is looking into these things. And mm-hmm. it is getting quite interesting out there with all this. What are, what are your thoughts on this project, Jim? Well, here's the sad part of this. I know all this is real. I know that I know the UAV or not the UAVs, but the unidentified flying objects, the now whatever whatever acronym they're going to use on it now. I know these are all real, but what I don't like is the weaponization of them trying to create a fear moment that makes us run in one direction or the other. Just like the whole idea, we're going to create this fall of the, the, the denim dollar, the, the fiat currency, so you run to CBDCs because that's the safe harbor. Oh, over here, see, it's digital, and it won't go anywhere, and it doesn't evaporate, except for we can change the value anytime we want to. Wait, that's evaporation, right? I mean, that's this is uh, the idea that they're using these alien, uh, the nitro, uh, what was it? what's the stuff that, that train load of the 60,000 pounds of nitrous, nitrogen or whatever went missing? Uh, the van that the moving van that ran into the White House barricade. These are all red flag scenarios. They're pumping up, pumping up, pumping up. Oh, the grid's going to fail. This is going to fail. And um, these are all scare tactics to make us all act stupid because you lose IQ points anytime you work in fear. And they know that. We should know that. That don't live in fear and don't be those people that get manipulated when the situation goes bad. Yeah, you know, one of the big things that people talk about all the time is something known as Project Bluebeam. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because I remember when this originally came out, the various different theories. Um, and Project Bluebeam has very much since the time that it originated, uh, kind of in the conspiratorial world in the 1990s, um, evolved in its capacity to the now holographic imagery and this type of stuff. For, for anybody who is looking for a little information on there, there's a lady by the name of Dr. Carol Roslin, and she mm-hmm. was the lab assistant to Werner von Braun, who uh, was came over on Operation Paperclip, who was the Nazi rocket scientist. He is the one who mm-hmm. went out there and helped create NASA, put man on the moon, supposedly. Um, <laughs> and on his deathbed, um, Carol, Carol Rosalind was kind of one of his uh, close associates, and he called her forth and said, I got to tell you some stuff. And he says, there's going to be three wars that come in the future. And the first war is going to be fought uh, over, oh, I, I think this is what he said, the first war is going to be uh, fought over religion. Uh, between the Eastern and the Western religions. The second war will be fought um, with bio-warfare and economics, these types of things. And he said the third war is going to be from above. It's going to be the threat of aliens coming down to invade this planet. But he said that it won't be aliens. It'll be us. It'll be us in these spaceships flying them and us utilizing this high-level technology to usher people into a new world order. 
And wow. you got to wonder, I mean, because we're seeing this now. We're seeing this, and they obviously are posing this as a threat, that the DOD, NASA, national intelligence has posed this as a threat because the, we, we know this specifically because they're not talking about it. They're not wanting to tell us what these things are, what they're doing, where they potentially are from, or any of this stuff. And so you have to wonder that... Is this some highly advanced technology that we have that they're utilizing to call the people into a state of fear? Um, is this something that is benign to our to our world that it's not from our world and potentially has uh, you know an upper hand in the sense of technological development? Uh, I would I would assume so since the technology is so much more. Um, advanced in ours and people are like well how do you know the technology is advanced you know when a thing's flying at Mach 3 and can do a 90 degree turn um, and nothing inside of that craft gets crushed and you don't hear an immediate shockwave um, that is highly mm -hmm. advanced technology because let's say an F-16 doing a, uh, a turn like that at Mach 3 would take the space the size of Rhode Island to do Right. We know that by the basic laws of physics. So whatever this is, and I know I've been talking about it a lot lately, but it fascinates me, is that our government is either scared, they know what's going on, and they're choosing not to reveal the information, um, or there is something much, much deeper and greater going on here. And one of my theories, Jim, is that they know at the highest levels, they know what's going on. And that a lot of people in, in Congress and Senate have been briefed or read into this. And the thing is, is that the secret, what they're holding back from um, humanity, um, give you a few stories. I actually talked about this last night. Um, Eisenhower was briefed on this and said that he was devastated when he realized the truth. Uh, Carter was briefed on this. And when he realized the truth, the, the CIA agent who briefed him was said that Carter went back to his desk, put his hands in his head and wept and cried out of fear and, uh, for humanity. And so I think that maybe a lot of these people know the truth. And the reason that they do what they do, the reason they sell out America and humanity, the reason they commit treason and not worry about repercussion, the reason they, they start wars is because they know the truth, and the truth is much scarier uh, than we could mm -hmm. ever imagine, that humanity is maybe a farm planet or a slave planet or that uh, you know we are at the top of the food chain and that, that there's somebody coming back and, and they're going to have a reckoning day on us. Well, do you think of it like an ant farm? You know, like you think of a child's ant farm. You get you know, get the little ant farm science kit thing or whatever, and it's just this little thin layer, and everybody's just watching you, uh, observing, and all those kind of things. I mean, does that tie into some of the people's uh, theory that the moon is hollow and it's just an observation deck for watching the ants roll around and do what we do? I think that's anything is a possibility. I mean, right. I would hate to consider us to be ants in comparison to another intelligent species, right? I think that mm -hmm. uh, we need to give ourselves a little bit more credit on that. Ants don't have the physiology or the biology that we do uh, that are applicable to higher level and critical thought. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think when it comes down to it, um, if there is a, a species of extraterrestrials or whatever they might be that are visiting this planet, um, we, we know some details of this. Uh, 
Paul Hellyer, yeah. who is the former Canadian defense minister who came public on this information um, decades ago. He said that he was bre- – and so, by the way, he said this to David Whitehead, who is one of my other co-hosts on another show. Uh, David Whitehead toured with uh, Paul Hellyer uh, for many right. years throughout Canada. And he said that Paul Hellyer had told him some things in private that he promised never to repeat. And I said, well, Paul Hellyer's dead. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, let me tell you. So <laughs> what, what he said is that when Paul Hellyer was at, you know, at, at the Pentagon or being briefed by the Secretary of Defense of the United States, and, and they told him, there's nine, right. there's nine species of, of extraterrestrials that we know of that are visiting this planet. That seven of them are benign, that are trying to help us, but to not help us, so like the prime directive type aspect of it. And then two of them are trying to undermine, and uh, basically they, they have no intentionality to help us or not help us. They just want to utilize us for, our, our, for their will and, and mm-hmm. see us as an inferior species, much as if we would see kind of bears or tigers or lions or deer or something of that nature. Um, which is kind of scary to think about because you have to wonder which ones are here on this planet living under the ocean. And I'm telling you, they're living under the ocean. Um, Yeah. You you know, it's interesting. I I don't know if I can talk about this, but I should be able to. Uh, A friend of mine in the Navy, he uh, he joined in uh, the mid-1970s. And uh, he became part of a project. So he, he became a sonar tech after they merged all the rates, the ratings. But he was an underwater uh, warfare technician when they had that rating. And one of the projects right. that he took part in from 78 to 85 was putting acoustic paneling on the ocean floor. And he said they had millions of these things that were being dropped throughout the entire ocean floor. And basically, mm-hmm. they just drop them on the surface. They float down. And they land on the ocean floor, and then they they use the salt water as a uh, low voltage method of connectivity, and these things operate as acoustic panels that which detect various sound vibrations within the ocean floor. And he said that they would track them, and they were looking for diesel submarines and these types of things from the Russians. But he said that they they had captured objects, Jim, underwater, five thousand feet. 6,000 feet underwater, going 2,000, 3,000 knots per hour. Really? That's the, but the thing is, to separate the water to be able to do that is what we consider in our physics or what we understand as our reality. We can't move that fast. No. Even if we wanted to. No. Can't. All right, we'll be right back with more Dark Light Show after this. The sea, somewhere waiting for me. My lover stands on golden sands and watches the ships. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? 
go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show. Those guys. You know, Jim. Oh. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, for everybody out there, I wanted to go ahead and announce this. I know that the, the plot's right now. But uh, July 2nd, noon to 3 p.m., if you guys can check it out, go to our Facebook pages. Uh, go to Facebook.com, and you can search WISL 1040 AM. You can find their Facebook information, which right at the top of that, it's tagged. Or you can go to Facebook.com slash redpill project online okay red pill project online and i think i actually have a short url to take you there if i'm correct it's going to be redpills.tv slash fb as in facebook fb fox bravo so redpills.tv slash fox bravo that's the the uh red pill project that's my 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 company there red pill projects facebook page and right there the featured you're going to see uh, the July 4th celebration meet and greet. It says July 4th celebration meet and greet, but it's on July 2nd. So keep that in mind. It's at July, It's on July 2nd. So uh, if you guys can make it, it'd be great to see you out there. Woo. Sorry. <laughs> Got excited. All right. Uh, no, that's great. You know, we and guys, we're going to be there. Uh, we're spending, you know, Josh is going home, right? Going home. I'm going home. Or something, whatever you, whatever you sing when you go home, Josh. Um, I'm going to spend my time, uh, my 4th of July, my celebration of the in, the independence of America, I'm going to come to New York. And I I'm going to be up there. So, guys, but, hey, make it make it worth my time. Show up and be there. You know, show up early, stay late, and uh, let's all have a good time hanging out. And I don't know, there might be some Jim Price t-shirts or something there for you that, Ooh. you know, if, if you guys are uh, if you guys are good little boys and girls. <laughs> we might have some surprises for you if you're good. So now we'll see what we can come up with for you guys. So I am anyway. So no pressure, Josh. <clears throat> Josh. <clears throat> <laughs> 
Sorry. But I'm, I'm looking forward to ever seeing everybody, and I, and I hope that it's going to be a great time. Now, are we going to be on the lake? Is that right? Yeah, Canisius Lake. Yeah. Great lake. Right on the lake, huh? All right. Not a great, it's not yeah. the Great Lakes, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a good lake. It's, it's water, man. Spent, and, my, uh, spent hey. my summers going there and going to uh, the Ring of Fire on July 3rd, which I believe they Ring still do, and I'm probably going to go to the Ring of Fire this year. Yeah, um, that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it, though. I really am. Hey, whatever happened to East Palestine, Ohio, with all their polluted water and dirt? Did they? Did we ever decide what we we're going to do there, or we just kind of forget about those guys? Well, Nothing? the mainstream uh, media has all but forgotten about them. Um, I haven't heard too many updates. The last update I heard is that the... Uh... Oh, well, we lost you there, Josh. Nope, you no, faded I'm... out on me. Okay. Oh, I'm here. Right. That's probably your side. Okay. Uh, the EPA oh, yeah. oh, oh not me, bro. It's you. <laughs> EPA has basically uh, um, told all the third-party test- testers that were out there to no longer test for vinyl chloride, um, and which is basically atrocious. And, and it seems that these people are still suffering. I don't know if they've moved on with their lives, if people are moving out of the town or what. Um, but it, it's one big cover-up now. The new circuit has dropped it. And so I should actually go out there, reach out to some friends, and see what's going on out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about that. I mean, we've, we, I mean, we've gone a long way with a, a lot of great information out there with East Palestine, the, the 60,000 pounds of nitrates that are just missing in the West Coast. We've talked about the power grid. We've talked about you know, the chicken farms, egg farms, the meat processing plants all going up. I mean, we're, we're talking about all these things, but how easily we want to forget. Let me ask you, I'm going to do, a tr- I'm going to do a something in the Wayback Machine for you. Do you remember way back in 2018, right before the election, there was some bomber that was going around sending pipe bombs to Nancy Pelosi and George Soros, which who cares if he dies? Uh, uh, Hillary Clinton and Hillary got one. Uh, the DNC got one. All this. Do you remember that guy in the whole van, the Dodge van on the – it was out of Florida – on the flatbed trailer with the blue tarp. Do you remember all that? Do you remember that guy? Um, I do. I do. Do, do you know that there is actually um, – I, I, my okay, so <clears throat> my buddy uh, who works with the, uh, the M office, uh, the, uh, the uh, actual federal police part of the, uh, the things, marshals, he um, – I've asked him to look up that case, and he says there's nobody been arrested or detained or charged with that crime. Well, isn't that interesting? Where did he go? What have I thought he was sending pipe bombs. I thought that was like terroristic threats and you know having bomb making material and all these other things. And there was no federal cases. There was nobody held uh, for bond. And remember that they had that truck going down the freeway with an FBI agent trying to hold a blue tarp down on it. So he's on the back of a flatbed to- uh, car hauler. And he's pulling, holding the tarp down so you can't see the Trump stickers on the windows. Remember that? How dramatic that was. How many federal or how many law enforcement officers do you know that would jump on the back of a flatbed car trailer going down the freeway in Florida to hold the tarp down? I mean, who was this commander that gave him that direction? Hey, get up there on that truck that's going 40, 50 miles an hour down the road and hold the tarp down so they can't see the Trump stickers. Why was that a thing? And if it was so important that we didn't see the Trump stickers, why didn't they do something better for that? 
But this is 2018, when I'm talking about a false flag, where everybody started having sympathy for the Democrats because they were getting bombed because of extremists, right? Well, this is the exact same narrative we're getting from the nitrates that are missing on the West Coast. That's why they're talking about the grid. That's why they're talking about explosions. That's why uh, we're seeing the Oklahoma City bombing coming up again. That's why we're seeing 9-11 bombing coming up again. Well, that's why we're seeing all these, these red flag getting you worked up to there's going to be a big one. And well, this yeah. is part of that. So I, I asked about the guy in Florida who was supposedly sending these bombs out to everybody. But yet nobody has seen any cases move forward on this, including the, what I have as, as a marshal that would – and he's not going to lie to me about it. Yeah, We've no, known no, each other for a long time. You know what's time. interesting as well is that you just see these new articles come out of right-wing extremism and or Russia – um, terrorism on our grid and infrastructure. And so there's now questionability of whether, you know, they're going to somehow try to take out the electric grid. There's 16 critical points in the U.S. electric grid. If two of those critical points go down, um, they will be down for well over a year and could cause the death of millions of, of human beings in the United States of America. So, and, and by the way, Jim, you know, these terrorist attacks that we've been seeing, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the gentleman who ran into the gates at the White House, he was completely released, $5,000 fine, and sent on his way after he, uh, for six months, planned that attack, uh, put it in his notes that he wanted to uh, to take over the presidency of the United he States put of it America. In his notes. Joe Biden was there. He was going to kill him. Um, this man <laughs> was let go. Um, and th- this I call him the unibumper. The He's uni the uni bumper. bumper. That's right, the uni bumper. He, he bumped into this the... Is, <laughs> this is the level of insanity we have in this country right now, is that right. if it isn't if it isn't someone associated with Trump or the right wing, it didn't happen. Right. I, I And it's, guys, this is... Okay, and so what this does is this elevates those on their, on their side that believe that there's some white guy out there trying to kill them all the time. So this elevates them to go, see, I told you, see, see, I told you. And then it gets the other side going, hey, man, ain't me, bro. And everybody's too busy doing that while the government's going, ha, 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 gotcha. And we're a bunch of ding-dongs for following their little, uh, what, what would we call that, the shiny object, right? Oh, look, oh, there's something over here blowing up. Go look at it. Hurry, hurry, hurry. But at the same time, they're destroying our infrastructure and our currency, and, and it's all about getting rid of you. And if we fall for it, we become the useful idiots that they really need. I mean, that's well, don't be don't be a useful idiot. Don't fall for it. All right, Jim Price is going to join you for the next hour. I hope everybody has a oh, great yeah. day. I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great one. We'll talk to you later. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the new world order. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show, your extended lunch hour here. It is Wednesday. Uh, yeah, it's Wednesday. Hey, hello, it's Wednesday. We're going to do some debt ceiling work today. And so as we do debt ceiling work, you know, we're, we're going to 
We're going to do something. Let's say, what was it? McCarthy was saying that, you know, we're going to create jobs, man. We're going to, we're going to create jobs. Do you know how you create jobs, America? I'm going to, I'm going to give you the answer. I'm not even going to let you, I'm not even going to worry you with going and researching and doing all this. You know how you get, you know how you create jobs? You know how you create an amazing America? Just tell the government to go home. That's how you do it. That's what the the whole the idea of where Trump was pulling back regulations and people were complaining. You're not going to have all these regulations. What are you doing? Our world shall fall apart into dismay, and the rubble and the ashes of our country will be trampled on by our enemies as we burn to nothing because regulations are the only thing that keeps us safe. Well, anyway, guys, how's that safety thing working out for you? Safety, safety, safety. We put a safety on guns. Did that work too? Wait, uh, does does that keep people from shooting uh, other people in anger? No, no. What about rocks? Did we put a safety on rocks? How about a chicken? How about pigs? How about alligators? How about sharks? How about uh, cats? I mean, when are we going to put safeties on all these other things that eat other things? Because we need safety. Because safety is, is our first priority here. In America, we're not really so much worried about your freedom. But we're worried about your safety so we can be responsible for the one. We can be. We, the government. We Because it says that in the, in the Declaration of the Pen, Independence. It says, actually it says the Declaration of Dependence says, We, the government, shall keep you safe. Our safety, or wait, wait, I'm sorry. Your safety and our safety from you is our first priority. So please don't have rocks or guns or knives or bad words or any of that stuff. Wait, I'm got off on a tangent. I went on a tangent there, didn't I? Listen, the guys, the only way you can make more jobs in this country is you absolutely tell the government to go home, stop playing government. Uh, I told you guys on May 17th, on my birthday, we are calling it, uh, we are calling it, we're calling. We're just. We're not playing government anymore. We're done. We're not gonna play government. I'm taking my government uh, decorations down. I'm gonna play freedom from now on. But the sad part of it is, guys, is I'm I'm going through and I'm seeing that we keep using the word safety and spending money to create jobs. Guys, there is a one percent return on your money for every dollar you put in that federal government. No, 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 no. And, and I don't even. I'm being generous. I really am being generous. I swear I'm being generous. That every single dollar that goes into the government only gives you about a 1% return on your investment that actually benefits your life. So I don't know what 1% of a lot of trillion is because that's what we're getting ready to go through. And I think the one thing that everybody's missing in this this topic here is everybody's like, oh, well, they're going to raise the debt ceiling by $4 trillion, and that's it. Thank you, Lord. We have fixed everything that between now and the end of the election next year, we're only going to spend $4 trillion, even though, listen to the keywords here, listen to the part where it coming out of my mouth, you're going to listen to me. It says... There is no debt ceiling limiter until after the election. Did you hear what I just said? There is no debt ceiling limiter. Mm-mm. No, no, no. They, they they talk about it and like, well, we're just going to spend four trillion. You know, just just going to spend four trillion. It's not a problem, man. So I don't know why you're so upset. It's just four trillion dollars. 
And I understand that's only 10%. Uh, that's a 10% increase on your national debt. I get it. It's like only 10%. Uh, guys, listen. There is no debt ceiling limiter. So this fall, this fall, this November, when they start talking about the budget, because see, in October, see, October is the end of the fiscal year. So they're going to start talking about the new budget in September. And then they're going to kick the can down through October. And they're not going to put the new budget together until sometime in November. And then they're going to, you know, do you see how it goes? See, this is the problem with this. Is that they get you with a, well, McCarthy, you know, he's a jerk and he just let this happen. And, well, I'm creating more jobs by stopping the spending of of more money. <laughs> I'm powerful. No, you're a jerk. If you want to defund the 87,000 IRS agents that are going to go after small businesses and crush them so the fact that we go into demolition, man. By the way, go read the, read the synopsis. Read the... Read read the whatever on Demolition Man. Yeah, that's got uh, it's got Sylvester Stallone in it. Adrian, Adrian, Adrian's not going to be in this movie. Now, there's no boxing. Uh, there's some seashell stuff, and there's a lot of very vanilla living. And uh, guys, and what I, what utopia are we working for here? What are we looking for? What does utopia, what is this super safe, super soft, super duper, gooper, duper, gooper utopia look like? When do we get to utopia? I mean, I thought utopia was back in 1775. I thought we had that nailed back then because we're going to stand up as human beings and say we will not be managed by other human beings. We will, and we will manage our government as human beings, the government does not manage us. We use them as an accessory. They're like the pin cap. See, the government should be like the pin cap in your life. It's not that the pin cap keeps the end from drying out. No, no, no. Did you know that there's holes in the end of the pin cap so you don't choke on it? That's the only reason that, that Bick ever put those little holes in the end of a pin cap is so that if you're chewing on it like a dummy and you happen to swallow it and you can't get it out, it doesn't choke you and kill you. You can go till your friends can figure out how to get that piece of plastic that was in your mouth out of your throat. But the government should be like the pin cap of life. You know, the pin works even if the cap's not there. And then the cap's there if you want it there. And if you don't want to have it there, it isn't there. And you could even put it on the wrong end of the of the pen and keep living life, and it's, the pen still works. Or you can lay the pen down without the cap. I have sat, found thousands of pens in my life without a cap. And those pens were amazing pens. They never, they never, they just lived on. But why don't we think of our government like that? They're just like, well, you know, if I need them, I'll have them. If I don't, I don't. The only time you put a pin cap on is like you got to put it in your, the pin in your pocket, right? You don't want to leak it into your shirt or into your, in your pants pocket or your coat pocket, right? So it's only there if you need it. And I don't need my government. I don't, I don't need my government. Now, we've all been talking about Target, you know, Target and Bud Light. And we've been talking about North Face. And I, I, I've been trying to catch on to some of this stuff. Now, listen, guys. A lot of these large corporations use lines of credit. You guys understand what a line of credit is? A line of credit is basically, okay, hey, Mr. Bank, I, my house is worth $100. Can I borrow 50 bucks? Yeah, I'll let you borrow 50 bucks. I'm going to charge you interest until you pay it back. Hey, 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 I got it, got it. Don't lecture me. 
I just wanted a line of credit, and I use it, you know, use the 50 bucks, pay it back, use 25, pay it back, use 50 bucks, pay it back. Well, a lot of these big corporations, because they, they have cash flow, and I don't know if you – I mean, there's, and I'm using very broad strokes here, so don't know what I mean, call and say, now, Jim, when you refer to cash flow, you were using the wrong definition. I'm just trying to get you guys to think about this, okay? I'm not trying to write a doctoral thesis on cash flow. Just trying to get you to the point where you understand why the banks control these major corporations. Now, I, where I'm, what I'm going to point out to you is, is that I'm going to lead you right up to this, right up to the commercial break here. And I want you guys to be all teased and ready to go and want to know the answer. And I'm going to go, oh, commercial break. We'll be back in a minute. Um, so as, we, the, as the, these corporations have cash flow, right, contracts come in. They don't have the money to get started, so they borrow some bank of the money on their line of credit on the contracts they have in because I got a hundred million dollars in contracts, but I need about twenty million to get some material going. So I've got a line of credit against the hundred million and all that good stuff, right? There's this two man saw between banks and things of that nature. Okay? And that's why you see a lot of these big companies have their own banks, because then they can borrow from their own bank, like Boeing Credit Union, you know, those kind of things. So Boeing and that stuff. So as they, they do this, right, well, then that starts concentrating power down into a single group of people called bankers. And a lot of bankers are tools. And I'm not saying like a tool, like a useful one, like, you know, like when you're going to change the oil and you're going to take the, uh, the oil filter off with that little band thing where it helps you take off the oil filter real easy. No, not a useful tool. I'm not like a tool, like just a jerk. Like something you really don't even need around. Like it's just, you're just a tool, man. You're not, I don't need you around. Okay. And not tool the band. And a lot of these bankers are really caught up in the idea of like being powerful and being selfish and self centered and just being a really horrible person. And so they feel like, you know, they could put their little finger on the scale of, well, you know, we're going to let you borrow that money, but have you done your HRC? Have you done your HRC, sir? Are you HRC certified? And so here's the thing. There's a lot about this HRC thing I'm going to bring up after this commercial break, and you're going to go, Hah. you're probably not going to be able to hold down the lunch that you just bothered to put in your in your face just an hour ago, this extended lunch hour. There's a lot more about this HRC on the back side of things that's going to really make you feel icky on the inside. Yeah, money. Oh, money. It's uh, t- All right, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up, and we're going to find out about that HRC thing here in a minute. Hey, guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. 
and secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Hmm. Anybody know the name of that song? Uh oh. <laughs> I was waiting until the hook came in there. Come on now. All right. Okay. So there she is. All right. Uh, well, the old uh, the old girl. You know. Um, let me go down this path with you for a second. So we were just talking about why it is these large corporations are just committing Harry Carey. They're taking the sword and then plunging it deep into their own chest as they fall on this as some type of virtue signaling that, by golly, I just don't want to bother with that whole patriot movement, people. And I'm going to go with this one percenters over here because one percenters are the ones that rule the world. Yay! <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, so here, I gave you the teaser. Do you guys remember the teaser? Anybody? The HRC. What is HRC? Well, HRC is a corporation that has this really amazing website. And if you go to it, you're going to be disgusted. <laughs> because it looks a lot like Hillary Rodham Clinton's campaign page. It looks an awful lot like old Aunt Hillary's you know, old Killary, the the lady that from Arkansas that just ha- just happens to have a lot of people dying around her, just because you know she's just like Job. Everybody dies around her. She don't know why. You know, she prays to Jesus. No, she doesn't. Anyway, um, HRC. So this is a human rights campaign. Now, I went to the HRC career page, and you could be a vice president of brand and and creative. Okay, Vice President, Brand, and Creative. That's the entire title here. So the description is, uh, we strongly encourage people of color, uh, transgender, and non-binary people to apply. HRC is an equal opportunity employer and welcomes everybody, including non-LGBTQ plus people, to join our team. Yeah, you want to bet? How about I apply for this job? Well, let me move on down here. So this job has got all these things in here. Position, summary, Vice President, Brand, and Creativity, uh, 
will be responsible for driving the overall HRC brand look and feel across the global footprint via our design and video work. They will provide creative and strategic leadership to a team around 10. Do you want to know how much this person is going to make? And by the way, I, I didn't have to go searching for this. This is on their website. This individual will need to, to live in the Washington, D.C. area, and they will make $218,000 a year being the vice president of brand and creative. Create creative or create, I don't know. Create, create, I, whatever they want to be. Okay, vice president of brand is going to make $218,000. Now, if you're living in Washington, D.C., Basically, that's like $60,000 a year. That's nothing. That's junk. Now, what I'm saying, though, is they have $218,000 for this individual to work in D.C. Now, there's a uh, the innovative manager. They get $63,000. I guess they don't care about them as much. The senior press secretary gets $99,000. These are all open jobs. Senior director of development, $220,000. Ooh, gets paid a little bit more than the senior vice president. So senior director... Gets paid more than the vice president. Sounds great. A sales associate, eighteen bucks an hour. Regional organiz- uh, organizing lead in Arizona, forty nine thousand. Uh, paralegal in D.C., eighty six thousand. How about the Michigan State Director, ninety five thousand. Uh, member outreach manager. That's a D.C. job. Only sixty one thousand for you guys to gain more members. Membership coordinator makes fifty eight. So the the manager gets a couple more bucks a year, and then the coordinator gets a few less bucks a year. Uh, let's see. Major gift operations manager only makes 61000 That seems like they should make more than that. Uh, major gifts officer. So the manager makes less than the officer. They make $86,000. Uh, executive speechwriter. Ooh, $168,000 to be an executive speechwriter. General counsel, 145000 If you're an attorney out there and you want to be an attorney for the human rights thingy, uh, which tells, okay, but where am, I, where am I going with all this? Well, the reason I was saying all these things and talking about this is because these people, these people have a connection to another group who then is the credit rating system to the human rights campaign. Now, hrc.com, remember hrc.com, I'm um, .org, I'm sorry, hrc.org, because they're a they're a uh, charity. Um, that was Hillary Rodden Clinton's, uh, remember she was hrc.org, or .com, sorry, I'm getting it so confused, hrc, Hillary Rodham Clinton, .com, or hrc.org, and it still has the same little equal sign. Remember that little equal sign that she used? Well, that's the same logo they use. And it just so happened that she just happened to tie herself to this. But if you uh, apply for a job, you get three weeks of vacation initially for personal days, 12 sick days, um, access to health and dental vision, uh, FCA, HCA, and life insurance, mental health partnerships, fertility and adoption coverage. Wait, fertility and adoption coverage. Wait, hold on a second. I thought they believed in abortions. Why are they, why are they wanting people to reproduce? See, oh, fertility and adoption coverage. That means they're wanting human, what? Oh, they have pet insurance too. Hybrid work environments, tuition reimbursement, great opportunity for professionals and personal development. So this company, this company here uh, is, uh, they they are the ones that are out there driving this agenda. Established in 1980 by Steve Eden, Enden, uh, and the original, uh, um, I'm sorry, and originally known as Human Rights Campaign Fund. Okay, our organization was primarily uh, a fund for supporting pro fairness and 
wait, pro-fairness congressional candidates. Okay, so they were they were funding support of pro-fairness congressional candidates. Well, what if we just had pro-fairness? I think I like that. Why would I want not want a fair congressional candidate? Oh, I'm sorry. When you say fair, you mean... Oh, you mean that you want to sexualize my children and my lifestyle and then put everybody's – what they do in their bedroom out on the street, and we all walk around with big badges like stars on our armbands and say that I'm a heterosexual while this one's a non-binary or this is a this or this is a that. Uh, oh, this is about that creating – this is about creating division. Okay, this is what it's about. In 1995, we rebranded the organization to reflect our expanded programs, research, and communications by dropping fund from our name and launching a new logo. The iconic blue and yellow equal sign has become uh, synonymous with the fight for equal rights. Uh, HRC, Hillary Rodham Clinton, I'm sorry, HRC, began to a long period of robust growth and became respected as one of the largest and most effective mainstream advocacy organizations in the country. Now, this this here, guys, go look it up yourself. I mean, you could go down through here, and there is not one. By the way, they said they were hiring non-LGBTQ people for this company, but everything on here, it does not make you feel welcome. As a white heterosexual male, I don't feel welcome in all their mission statements and other things that are on here. And uh, they got 3 million members. Um, it says they can they reach 9 million people across all platforms. They've been around for 40 years and all that good stuff. A lot of flags, a lot of uh, the acronyms of LGBTQ+. Uh, they don't have – they're not an I. LGBTQ – or I say LGBTQ+. I. They don't have I on there. So obviously they don't um, they don't support intersexuals or whatever I means. I have no I'm just making that up. I don't know what the I means. But this is where this okay, so when you think about these corporations, because we oh I want to do the partnership thing. I want to go down there. Um our work. I was gonna tell you about who their partners were, and I think that that's a big, big deal because if we know who their partners are. Uh, manager membership, equality. Ma- oh, they got a magazine. Oh, neat. A magazine. And I I just feel like I'm missing out here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, where was it? They had partnerships and who was going to be a part of their organization. But that will tell you exactly who is really on board with this, right? Who is doing what, where. Uh, let's see. Our supporters. Here we go. Corporate partnerships. There we go. It's right out here in front. Thank you to our national corporate partners for their generous support of the work of Human Rights Campaign. Uh, Platinum Partners. You guys ready? Um, uh, uh, Accenture. I don't know who that is. Amazon. American Airlines. Dia, Diego. Oh, Smirnoff. So Smirnoff, uh, Smirnoff Vodka. Enjoy that, guys, because they're a platinum partner. They really, really, really gave a lot of money. Uh, Google, which we could figure that one out. J.P. Morgan Chase. Oh, there's your banking money. Lyft, Macy's, Match Group, Microsoft, Morgan Stanley, Nationwide Insurance, which is that is Warren Buffett, by the way. Warren Buffett owns Nationwide. Uh, Geico, the Government Employees Insurance Company. Geico, Government Employees Insurance Company. Geico. 
He owns that as well. Neiman Marcus, Northrop Grumman, Pfizer. Oh, they're a platinum membership. And look at old Target's big old red logo there. That's great, too. So then uh, Walt Disney Company and UPS. Gold Partnerships. Alaska Airlines, CBS, Nike, Lexus, PayPal, Nordstrom's. Anyway, you guys get the picture. Pay attention. They're coming for you. All right, guys, we'll be back here in a couple minutes. WYSL. See you in a minute. Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to the WYSL Dark Delight Show here. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for hanging around. Now, I know that I go on these rants and I get to go on and a lot of sarcasm gets thrown around, but I'm serious. This is the world you're living in where you have a HRC.org and it's got a compile it's got a, a big bunch of corporate partnerships here and the sad part of it is i got to go through and readjust my thinking on a lot of this stuff i did not realize so many of these other out there so i quit wearing nike's about 3 or 4 years ago i'm wearing new balance now um not because i'm an older guy but because they're the closest thing to american made tennis shoes you can find i usually wear my boots or my uh uh i just wear nothing Go barefoot, right? So, but anyway, when I do wear tennis shoes, I use New Balance. But anyway, let's go through the quick, quick little rundown of these guys, and we'll get back onto another uh, subject here that seems to be a little bit more um, appealing. Airbus, uh, British, uh, British Petroleum, Caesar Entertainment, Capital One, Chevron, Citibank, uh, Goldman Sachs, U.S. Bank, Visa, Mastercard, MGM Resorts, Cargill, Best Buy, Dale, Ecolab, Hershey's. Hyatt, IBM, Johnson Johnson, Lincoln Financial Group, PepsiCo, Ross, PNC, Shell, Starbucks, T-Mobile, uh, Whirlpool, and these are just a few uh, the, that I thought you guys would be interested in. Anyway, that's that. All right, moving on. Uh, we got an article here I want to go over. It says uh, U.S. spent thirteen billion dollars. <laughs> oh, hell, thirteen billion. At least it wasn't thirteen trillion. Uh, U.S. spent $13 billion sponsoring unaccompanied minor children at the border since 2012. Uh, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, well, they're a great bunch of people, uh, Office of Refugee Resettlement, the ORR, a part of the Administration for Children and Families. Wow, we got so much government. Why is this a thing? I don't even understand this. Guys, this has, got to, this has got to stop. Okay, the Department of Health and Human Services has an Office of Refugee Resettlement, and then that Office of Refugee Resettlement is a part of the Administration for Children's and Family providing social service for unaccompanied children across the U.S.-Mexican border. How about we just shut the border? <laughs> I'm, oh, what, why do we have so much government? Why is there so much government? I didn't. I. I don't need this crap, people. I'm serious. Come on, man. I just. I don't. I'm done. I'm so done. Why am I so done with this? 
Oh, the article goes on. Our auditors at OpenTheBooks.com found the agency spent $2.7 billion to sponsor unaccompanied minors, a staggering $18,000 per child. Roughly 150,000 unaccompanied minors were encountered at the southern border in the fiscal year 2022. So last year, a fairly large-sized town of children, children, that usually are not of the speaking age. They don't uh, speak uh, English, and they don't uh, speak English at all. Like, they're not speaking. That's usually what we're talking about here. Not talking about the teenagers and all that stuff, guys. But this is what they found. Okay? 150,000 unaccompanied. This isn't the ones that were a dude or a chick picked up a child and goes, Hey, this is my child. I want to come to America. Uh, this is my anchor baby. Hi. Uh, you can't kick me out now. I'm a uh, gay. See, by the way, if they say they're gay, you can't kick them out either. That is a thing. That is absolutely – that's a policy of Border Patrol, Homeland Security. Yeah, real secure, aren't we? I mean, we would we, – there's no way this is – this is so ridiculous. This is a fail. This is so failed. This is not even real. Anyway, 150,000 unaccompanied, unaccompanied, unparented, unassociated, unrelated – Children, minors, showed up at the border in 2022. However, today report reports indicate that uh, up to 85,000 sponsor children are missing. And their locations and whereabouts are not known. So now, out of the 150, we don't know where 85,000 of them are. 85,000. Not 85. Not 850. Not 8,500. Okay, 85,000 children, they don't know where they're at. And you're cool with that, right, bro? Hey, hey, America, hey, bro, you guys okay with this? I mean, I know you don't want me calling you bro, bro, but what are we talking about here? We got children that we don't know where they're at. We lose 400,000 children in, in Child Protective Services custody that means the government took children from their parents purposely because of whatever reason they decided, without any jurisdiction of courts, law enforcement, or anything. Just an agency within our government took 400,000 kids, and this happens every single year in America, year after year. This is not the same 400,000 that are still missing from last year. No, it's 400,000 last year, 400,000 year before. Compound those. 400,000 kids go missing at a minimum out of Child Protective Services every single year, and they're never found. Another 400,000 kids, these are valid statistics, guys, and are actually higher than this. Another 400,000 kids go missing in the general population. These are American children documented with birth certificates and social security numbers, and people know that they were born, that they were alive. So 800,000 kids in America just go missing. Nobody's investigating. Nobody. Fight me on it. I dare you. Bring it. Oh, no. We do the missing child and exploited and beer, 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 beer. We have documentation that our government agency that takes children from their parents lost them every single year. And no one goes to jail. No one is fined. No one is sanctioned. No one loses their job every single year. This happens in your country, and you don't care. But here's a report right here that we got 150,000 unaccompanied children came into America just last year, and 85,000 of them, we don't know where they're at. Half of them. 
Just gone. Just gone. We don't know. Now they're they're in America. Oh, but if you don't pull over for that speeding ticket, they'll shoot you. They'll use deadly force to take your car out, to shoot your tires. They'll shoot you. If they feel like they need to do that just to give you a speeding ticket, they'll drag you out of the car, handcuff you, kick you, punch you, do all this other good stuff. But we have children that are missing in this country, and nobody, nobody cares. And if you tell me you care, and that's all you do is say, I care, then you're part of the problem. You can say, I care all you want. I care that they're spraying metals and chemicals into my atmosphere that I have to ingest and they're going on my animals and chemical or my animals and plants around my property. I care, but I also are looking for whistleblowers and I'm also looking for information to what they're really doing out there. I'm trying to tell you about it. I'm trying to inform you about it. But if you're not doing anything about these kids that are missing, you're part of the problem. And that is why we are here, folks. So the difference is, is we got to get involved. If I tell you this and it makes you feel icky inside, that's the first step. That's the very first, that's the very first itty bitty bitty baby step. And you can do this. And you could get out there and be the mouthpiece that says we're not going to be a country that allows this to happen anymore. But I do believe that there's something far more nefarious about this human trafficking thing that we don't really want to talk about. Just like me and Josh talked in the first hour, there's something, there's something else out there. Are we really living in an ant trap or an ant, ant farm? Are we living in an ant farm where there's a tarantula with a little hole down at the end that just scoops us in there and eats us every now and again and we don't even realize it? Are we nothing more than food? Are we nothing more than calories for something else? But guys, when we come together and we start talking, like we're going to come to this event in July, and if we if we're there together, we're going to talk politics. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the the icky things in life, and we're going to talk about what we're going to do to make this world better. And that's the that's the next step is to never stop talking about it. Just like the guy who was sending pipe bombs in 2018, supposedly all these Democrat leaders, that same guy. Who made everybody feel bad and, oh, I'm so sorry the Democrats are being bombed. Oh, I'm sorry, Nancy. Oh, 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 my heart goes out to Mr. Soros and, oh, he was in so much danger. Just like that guy. We stopped talking about him and he disappeared. Now, a lot of times we do want to ignore this. We want to ignore the red flags. We want to ignore these, ignore these, these false flags. We want to ignore this stuff and move on. But the stuff that we know is factual that we can change, we got to push back and push hard on this. we got to talk about the 85,000 kids and why we can't find one of them. we got to talk about because every child is worth it. Every human being is worth it. When you value life, this story tears your heart out. And you makes you want to act, and that's why we talk about it, because when you feel motivated, when you feel like you're going to go do something, things change. Things change. Okay, remember I talked about voting with your money? I've said this a thousand times on this show. I'd say this a thousand times on my show. Guys, you are the answer. You guys are the difference makers. Vote with your money. If you want your money to mean something, spend it where it matters. Local farms, local meat processors, the guy who does all the meat processing for the guys who go hunting and the cattle and all that stuff. Go talk to him and vote with your money. Pay him with cash. Pay him with silver. Pay him with services. 
Oh, hey, uh, I need a half a cow. Well, I need my transmission replaced. All right, I'll replace your transmission if you give me a half a cow. No tax man involved. Perfect. But see what I'm talking about, how you got, you've got to st- figure this out, where you're going to make the difference for you and the future of this country. And be that person. Be the adjutant that says we're protecting human life while they go around and say, no, down with human life. Because there is more of us than there is of them. I think that we are in the art of war when it comes to the political parties. They keep telling us they're greater than they really are, and we are fantastically greater than they are. We are the difference. All right, guys, we've got a commercial break coming right up, and we'll be back in a minute. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back, guys. The Dark Delight Show here with your host, Jim Price, and extended hours of Mondays and Wednesdays, the long lunch hour. Guys, and I know I get wound on this stuff, but we I, I get the this conversation a lot. Like, well, what are we supposed to do, Jimmy? Jimmy, I don't need an answer. Well, this is the answer. You. You. Not the letter U, not the lazy way of U, the Y-O-U. You are it. And by the way, guys, remember, I 
One of the things I always complained about was the whole acronym of shorting up languages when we first got into text messaging and all that because you just have to hit the, the T9 stuff. You had to hit the number three, one, two, and then you try to get out, you spell everything out by a thousand punches, right? And so everybody started doing shortening of, you know, instead of putting U in there, they put the letter U in there. But I think that the us ticking and grading down our language grading down the meaning, grading down the the impact of words, has allowed for us to get into this word game that we're in now. We could be different about a lot of things, but we have to put effort into it. To spell out something instead of putting a comma and then say wouldn't instead of would not, what is so difficult about spelling out would not or will not or did not? not. I mean, really, if you think about it, D-I-D-N apostrophe T doesn't, why don't you just put did not, D-I-D-N-O-T? Why don't, why don't we, why we didn't? Why do, what, what, how is didn't shorter than did not? I mean, seriously, did not means exactly what it means, and there's no inference, there's no interpretation of. If we spell out the words that we mean, because words have meanings, See, this is why the word insurrection doesn't exist in Black Law's dictionary, the very law dictionary that the Supreme Court justices use to define anything that they are doing when they come to an opinion about a case brought before them. Black Law's dictionary does not have the word insurrection in there. It's a fictitious word they used for a legal argument. And yet... And yet, you use it today. You have used it. You, oh, I'll challenge you. You've used it. Either in your head, you've heard it, or you've never pushed back on it. And I have told you guys a thousand times, insurrection is not in Black Law's Dictionary. Insurrection is not a real legal term. Insurrection is not a thing. And yet, you guys are going, insurrection, insurrection. Well, no, you guys are a bunch of ding-dongs for doing that. You fell into their insurrection trap. You played the word game with them. Words have meanings, and play, pay attention to how you use your words. We have, this, we have this great opportunity in this world around us to do a lot of amazing things. But they told us that being lazy was better than actually putting forth effort. They demonized those hard workers, those around-the-clock workers, those round-the-clock thinkers, those intellects. We now celebrate some of the dumbest individuals on earth as celebrities. Have you heard some of these, these latest rock stars, rap stars, pop stars? Have you heard some of these movie stars actually talk and try to articulate words? And, and you're like, oh, yeah, yay, you're the best. But we don't. We don't celebrate the intellects of us. We celebrate the dummies. They got us. Uh, we do have a caller calling in. Are you there, caller? I'm here. Armando. Can you hear me? Hey. Yes. Thank you for calling in, sir. I heard your comment about vote with your money, and I agree. Yes. Um, I just want to add that, sadly, because of the tax situation in our country, we're only getting about 75 maybe 80% of vote because mm-hmm. money is coming out of our pay out of our earnings, out of our income, before we get it. So we don't yeah. even get a true vote if we, if we try to vote with our money. 
So well, I know they're forcing your vote that. before you get your money, right? You're so voting then, for the government, and then you get the rest. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, they're taking a third of it and saying, well, this is ours. Thanks you yeah. for voting for the government, and you can have the rest. And then there's $35 trillion in debt. Who's going to pay that off? Oh, nobody. We're so no. messed up on that, man. Whatever they pay back, we pay back. It yeah. comes from us. Absolutely. So I'm a true believer that there's three things we got to do to get control back. One okay. of them is get our full paycheck. That's number one. Then they got to come to us for the money. Number two is term limit. All government officials, whether elected, hired, or appointed, mm-hmm. give them 12 years at their job, and then they got to go into the private sector like we are. Yeah. That way they can feel the pain. They feel no pain. They get a yeah. paycheck no matter what. So, well, and remember, uh, Josh talked about that is uh, the um, where we have to buy the bonds for next year's budget. If we don't buy the bonds, they don't have next year's budget. Yeah, you're right. And a lot of times we don't have a choice on buying those mm-hmm. bonds because if we put open a savings account with a local national bank, they buy U.S. savings bonds with our money. Yeah. Our savings account is a loan to that bank. They turn around and buy the U.S. savings bonds and treasuries and all that other good stuff. So we're the largest people that our government owes is not China, it's the American public. If you have life insurance, if you have an annuity, if you have any mutual funds, look at the portfolio and you'll see a large portion is loaned to the U.S. government. Mm -hmm. So they're not paying us back, the American people. Yeah. Well, think about that. That means they don't respect you then, right? There's no authority in you, and there's no respect for you, so they just do what they want without your permission. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So that's all. Just a yeah, comment. no, great you, points, you man. The, you got the juices flowing, so I had to call. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, I hope to see you July 2nd. If you get a chance to come out and visit with us, I'd love to meet you. All right. Tell us again where. Uh, it's, on the, it's on the Canisius Lake on July 2nd at the Beachcomber. Right. The Beachcomber. Right. All right, yes, I'm going to put it in my calendar. All right, fantastic. I look forward to seeing All you right. there. It's, it's great having you on the show. Thank you. Thank Take you, care. Sir. You bet. Bye-bye. Well, guys, I mean, this is – I mean, he's right. I mean, we you vote with your money. But the sad part of it is is that it, it's it's kind of like that, you know, the little uh, – that, you know, what's the what's the movie with the kid? And he's like, hey, sir, may I have another? You know, we're, we're over here begging our government – for what it belongs to us, what nourishes us, what allows us to be able actually to have, you know, our life the way we want it. But see, when they take from us and they go do as they wish with it, well, we don't get to make that decision, do we? We don't get to make a difference with it, right? Because they've already decided what that first third's going to. And I've made the I've made the argument. I do, I believe we live at a hundred three hundred percent tax rate. And I know a lot of people think, well, it's only 30-some percent that comes out of my check, Jimmy. But the thing is, at 30%, let's say that's $30. Your employer sends your $30 plus another $30 to the government. 
They have to match your taxes on the backside. So that's 60% out of 100. That means your employer could pay you 30% more if the federal government wasn't taking it from them as well. They're double dipping, not only from you, but your employer. So when you guys are done playing this little game, when you want to stand up, the pieces fall away and you become powerful. You come out powerful and you become the difference makers going into the future. You guys are the answer. Let's all come together. Remember, July 2nd, we're going to be out there at Kinesis Lake at the Beachcomber. Be a part of it, guys. I'm looking forward to seeing you out there. I'm Jim Price, the Dark Delight Show. We'll see you guys tomorrow.